Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the G-Man Johnson NBA podcast. In today's episode, we actually got a new mic here, folks. If you can't already, it should be a little bit more clear. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, Starting off with um, reviewing why I picked um, my predictions today. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Um... Just gonna type in real quick. Hold on, guys. And today, all right. So we're here. The Celtics are actually playing the Orlando Magic right now. So yeah. <clears throat> um, the Trailblazers are playing the Cavs right now. The first quarter just started. Ten minutes left. On the Celtics game, uh, there, uh, it is the second quarter right now. Eight minutes left, 41 to 29. Uh, the Boston Celtics are ahead. Um, Jason Tatum only has four points, but Kemba Walker has 12. Evan Fournier has 10. Um, what else? Um, let's see here. That's about it there. And then, so I took the Celtics and the Trailblazers and both of those games as in the Trailblazers side of things, just starting off, uh, Derek Jones Jr. and Nurkic have both two and one point. But then I chose the 76ers and against the Rockets, I chose the, um, the, uh, 76ers to win that game. I, I just think the Rockets have just not been great this season, decimated with injuries. So, yeah, I'm going to take the 76ers in that, especially since they're fully healthy. Um, in the next game, Grizzlies, Timberwolves. Um, I took the Timberwolves. I think D'Lo and Cat have definitely been working out a lot better um, lately. And uh, I definitely think that they can be a competent team going forward. Like next season, I definitely think that they can be a top five seed possibly in that Western Conference. So, yeah, that's who I took in that game. Next, Kings-Pacers. I had the Pacers winning this game. Um, I think that without Tyrese Halliburton Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox, I just don't think that Kings team can really, like, stay competent unless it's, like, a game like last night where they played – the OKC Thunder, which is one of the worst teams in basketball. They still got Buddy Heald. They can definitely put up a fight, but the Indiana Pacers team kind of getting back to their groove. They just got DeMontis a bonus back, and they've been winning more and more games. So, yeah, next, the Suns or Hawks. I'm going to choose the Atlanta Hawks in this game. Uh, I just think that, uh, obviously, the Suns are in a five-game winning streak right now. But, um... This is tough though because I think that uh I think that uh the Hawk or the Suns are obvious I think that's gonna be a really good game, but I just think that Trae Young's gonna go off in this game. I just feel like that Hawks team has been playing well recently. They just beat the Portland Trailblazers the other night. So I'm gonna take the Hawks in this one. At um and then the next game, uh the Wizard the Wizards play the Bucks. Um I I took the Wizards to win this game. I took the Wizards because the Bucks coming off a back-to-back. Wait, is it a back-to-back game? 
Yeah, it is actually a back-to-back game. I was right. Um, back-to-back game against the Brooklyn Nets, who I think are the best team in basketball, even without James Harden, are definitely a top-five team in basketball. So I definitely still think that uh, that's going to be a tough game for them. So, yeah. Um, I took the Wizards there. Uh, next, Spurs versus the Jazz. The Spurs, I'm going to take the Spurs in this one. I think that DeMar DeRozan is going to go off. He's been playing really, really well lately. Uh, this so much, uh, so much passing from DeMar DeRozan has this level up. This so much, just so much more skill level have, has been upgraded for DeMar DeRozan since he's been traded to the Spurs. I think that's a lot because of Coach Popovich. And yeah, so then the New York Knicks play um, the uh, Denver Nuggets, and I'm gonna take the Denver Nuggets in this one, coming off a loss against LA the other night. I think that definitely the, I think that the Knicks are that's gonna be a really good game, but I just don't think the Knicks have that big man who can shut down uh, Nikola Jokic. So those are my predictions for tonight, and I was thinking I could maybe tell you guys. Who I think my top five for MVP are right, or not MVP, uh, every award for um, basketball right now. So, without further ado, let's get right into it, folks. So, with the first game, or game, I'm so sorry, I'm getting mixed up right now. Hold on. Okay. So, with first, let's start off with most improved. I think at one, at one, I think I'm going to go with, at one, I think I'm going to go with Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle has just been so, so, so special this season. Hold on. Alright, I'm just tightening this, guys. Alright, we got the set. We got the set. Alright, we should be good and ready to rock and roll here. So at one, I think I'm definitely going to have Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle has been absolutely spectacular this season. Julius Randle, man, I just... I get so excited talking about him just because of the improvement that he's made from last year this to this to this year, um, I honestly just think it's just been so amazing. The percentages wise, he's been 46% from the field. I think it was 41 from three. Yes, 41 from three and 85 from the line. Oh my goodness. Julius Randle and he's led the Knicks to their first winning season since 2013, which is eight years to go with a four seed in the Eastern Conference. I don't think anyone else thought that the Knicks were going to be a four seed in the Western Con- or Eastern Conference, sorry. But yeah, definitely I think I'm going to have Julius Randle at one. At two, I'm going to have Jeremy Grant. Now, I don't think Jer- Jeremy Grant would be this good um, on a good team. Like if he got traded to Boston, I don't think he'd be averaging 21 points per game. But obviously, 21 points per game going from 21 to, um, let me just check here. 
Jeremy Grant stats. And uh, I think that this game pretty or this this award uh, is all a lot about stats. I think that this award is a lot about stats, not always just about games won. Like I think MVP is probably the most important. Um, the the one stat where it goes off a bunch, goes a lot off um, games won. But yeah, anyway. Uh, he's going from 12 to 22 and a half points per game, which is outstanding. Uh, 84% from the free throw line. It's from he's from 80 or from 75 to 84% from the line, and then from uh, three he's gone down a little bit for three point percentage and down a little bit in field goal percentage. So not as efficient, but he's had to take on a bigger role, obviously. At three, I think these are the top three. For me, I think it's pretty much just really easy. So I think it's going to be uh, Julius Randle, Jeremy Grant, and then Christian Wood. Christian Wood has been spectacular this season. Uh, Christian Wood has like really, really gone, taken that next step, and he's shown that he can be paid for a lot of money if he keeps playing this way. And if Houston gets better, as he's averaging, he went from 13.3 in last year to um, 21, 21 points per game this season. Um, he's getting 11 more minutes. He's uh, he's shooting 1% less from three, but he's um, and uh, 11% down from the free throw line, but uh, still shooting 51% from the field, which is great. But he's definitely a great three-point shooter, and I think those points per game is definitely going to bring him up there in the top top of that list. So now at four, I think I'm definitely so tough because okay. I think I am going to have, oh, man, do I really, okay, I'm going to put Zion at, I'm going to put Zion at five and Michael Porter Jr. at four. We'll start off with Zion's. Stuff he went from twenty two and a half points per game last season to twenty seven points per game this season. That's absurd. He's averaging about three. He went from two and a half, two point one assists to three point seven assists. He um he stayed the same in turnovers. He went up in free throw percentage. He went um down in three point percentage, but I think that's because he only played. 24 games last season and 61 this season, which is really great. He went up in field goal percentage, so yeah, I think Zion should definitely be top five. And at four, I'm going to have Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. has been absurd this season. He's been amazing just because of his efficiency. Like, he went from nine points per game to 18.9 points per game. Uh, he's Shooting 77% from the line, which is really good. He's shooting 44% from three, which is absurd, and 54% from the field. And he's a guard slash small forward slash power forward, whatever you want to call him. But then to go around with seven and a half rebounds, that's absurd. And next year's his contract year. I'm just gonna be. I'm wondering what he's gonna get paid if he plays good next year. That's gonna be really interesting to find. To um, it's gonna be really interesting 
to see what he gets paid. So yeah, those are my top five for most improved player. Let's go to defensive player of the year. I think one, it's got to be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has just been really, really good on defensive end. It doesn't show on the stats, but man, if you see it on the court, he is denying, he is in help defense, he knows defense, and yeah, he's just been a, a, a beast on the defensive end this season. At two, I'm going to have Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has been so, so good this season, and I think there was a clip the other night that showed that there was three, in a fast break, Rudy Gobert is like one of the only Jazz and down on defense, and um, uh, there is like a three on one, and um, uh, three offensive players against Rudy Gobert, and they backed every single one of them backed it out just because <laughs> of Rudy Gobert. He's just he's just been a, a crazy rim protector for the um, for the Utah Jazz, and a big part of why they're winning. So yeah, definitely he's averaging almost three blocks per game. He's having a career high blocks per game. And he's played almost all the games. So yeah, I definitely think that he should be at two for defensive player of the year. At three, this is tough. This is tough, man. I think I think at three I have no clue who to choose here. Hmm. Hmm, man. I think I'm going to have Bam and a bio at three. I think Bam has just been such a good rim protector also. But also, I think he's been really solid on the perimeter. Um, Bam, he's averaging only one block per game. But if you look at his defense in the games... The blocks don't, or the stats don't always uh, tell how your games go, ultimately. So, yeah. Um, at four, I think I'm going to have Giannis. Giannis is still a top defender in the NBA. You can't forget that he won Defensive Player of the Year last season. He's averaging almost one and a half blocks, um, almost one and a half steals, and yeah, that's just, if you look at his defense and uh, he is just such a a different. Uh, I I can't even explain. Like he's such a uh, a game changer. That's what I'm trying to say. He is literally every position on the court. He's a power forward, a small forward, shooting guard. I wouldn't say shooting guard. I'd say point guard. He could run point guard, bring the ball up, and center. He can play all those positions. So yeah, definitely. And then at fifth spot, I think I'm going to have Miles Turner. Miles Turner is leading the league in blocks. He's averaging almost three and a half blocks per game and a steal. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to have Miles Turner here. I think that's a close honorable mention is definitely got to be. Yeah, I, yeah, TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell, man. He had that one game where he just went off on steals. But this season, he's averaging uh, almost two steals per game, which is almost, I think it's leading the league in steals. I don't know. It could be close, I think. I think it's definitely close. Yeah, it's close. But, yeah, definitely got to be uh, up there.
Mm, man. This is alright, so I think I'm gonna go on to rookie of the year. Or actually no, let's go coach of the year. I'm not gonna go top five in coach of the year because I couldn't really name those. But at one, I think it's gotta be. For me it's gonna be Tom Tom Thibodeau. I'm just so shocked from the New York Knicks this season, man. He's been so so his defense has just brought the Knicks to a top three defense in basketball and it shows. It shows, definitely. So then going to rookie of the year. I think at one right now, it's gotta be Anthony Edwards for me. Anthony Edwards. I still think LaMelo Ball can definitely catch up there. But Anthony Edwards has been spectacular after the All Star break. And the first like whatever before the All Star break, I wouldn't say he was top three. But after the All Star break, uh Anthony Edwards just went off. He's averaging eighteen and a half points per game this season. Forty percent of the field and thirty one from three isn't great. Seventy seven from the line is decent. He's averaging three three assists and four and a half rebounds. I think that's definitely enough to get him in the top three. And he's going to have my number one spot right now. This is also May 5th, 2021 that I'm going to be doing this. So, yeah. Then, I think at two, after this week of seeing LaMelo Ball, I think I've got to definitely put LaMelo Ball back back up there. LaMelo Ball, he's, you've shown, you've seen it. It's, he's been a game changer for the Charlotte Hornets and he, he's just, I, I can't believe he's been this much of a, like I said, game changer for the Charlotte Hornets as a rookie. It's usually not what happens. You've only seen it from a couple rookies. Like Kobe, you saw it a little bit in him. LeBron, obviously. And obviously you gotta say MJ, he averaged 28 his rookie season. This is absurd. But yeah, at three, I think it's going to be Tyree Talliburton. Uh, Tyree Talliburton, man, has been amazing this season. It's so unfortunate to see him go down. It's so, so, so unfortunate. I, he's my boy from Iowa State. Yeah. Look at these stats. 13 points per game, 5.3 assists, 3 rebounds, 85% from the line. 40% from three and 47 from the field. Dude, he's pushing 50, 40, 90 club. That's a rookie. You don't ever see that from a rookie. And I think that's, you gotta give him credit and give him top three rookie of the year ladder. So then, um, at four, I think I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna have a manual quickly. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have a manual quickly here. I think this, Ah, this is so tough because, like, all right, yeah, I think I'm gonna have Manuel Cookley here. He's averaging eleven and a half points per game, which is really good for a rookie. Two point one assists, two point two rebounds. Um, I think if he pushes the assist up next year, he can definitely be the starting point guard for that New York Knicks team. But um, then he's only shooting 39% from the field, almost 40. I'd, I'll give him 40. And then 39.5 um, from three, which is really good. 89 from the line is really, really good. So, yeah, I think I'm going to – and they're the four seed, obviously. That's what I was going to say. I think winning goes into that. So, yeah, definitely there. And then at five, I'm going to have Jay Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate, man, he's been such a pleasant surprise. 
core, the rockets. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Alright, there we go, we got him. He's averaging 11 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 51% from the field, only 30% from three, which isn't great, and 70% from the line. But he has been such a pleasant surprise for the Rockets, and that's really, really good for a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to give him his credit there. So those are my top five rookies. Now let's move on. Oh, man, this is so tough. Yeah. All right, let's move on to MVP. Last one. MVP. Number one for me right now, it's got to be Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic has been the best or one of the one of if not the best player in basketball. He's averaging 26 points per game, 11 rebounds and eight and a half assists. That's just amazing. And then look at these. Look, listen to these efficient. Listen to this efficiency. Fifty-six point four percent from the field. Forty point nine percent from three. Eighty-six percent from th- the free throw line. His effective field per- field goal percentage is sixty point three. His per thirty-six numbers are thirty-one points per game. That's crazy. From a big, he's almost. What is he? What is he weigh? Two hundred and four eighty four pounds and he's six eleven. And he's doing that's that's crazy. That is really crazy. And he's playing he's played every single game. So I think that's why he's gotta be number one for me. And the Nuggets have won consistently without Jamal Murray. So I think that's definitely gonna push him over the hump for that one spot. At two, I'm gonna have Joel Embiid. Um Joel Embiid is out of career year. Twenty nine points per game. Uh yeah, twenty nine points per game. 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 51% from the field, 37 from 3, 85 from the line. That's absurd. Uh, he's, he's played not every game. That's, I think that's what hurt him. I think he would have won MVP actually, because the 76ers are, are the, um, number one seed in the East right now above the Nets. And I think if they hold on to that one seed, if he wouldn't have got hurt and they held on to the one seed and he continually put up the, the stats, I, I, don't see him not winning MVP. So, yeah, definitely. At two. And now at three, I'm going to have... Uh, yeah, I'm going to have Giannis Antetokounmpo at three. His team is now third in the what, or the East. Um, They just beat the Brooklyn Nets twice in a row. He put up 49 and 36 in both of those games. Let's look at his stats right now. 28.5 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 6 assists per game, 56% from the field, 31% from 3, which isn't great, and that's only 68.5% from the line, which isn't great, but his effective field goal percentage is 59.5. Um, but his team has produced wins after win after win right now, and I think if they if, if they lock up the one seed, I definitely think that he could be uh, another MVP. Yeah, definitely. So now at four, I'm going to have Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry is leading the league in scoring right now. Uh, I definitely think he'll continue and uh, bring home another scoring champ. Um, he uh, He's averaging 31.5 points per game right now, 5.5 rebounds per game, almost 6 assists per game, 48.5% from the field, 
42 and a half points or 42 and a half three uh three point percentage um and 60 or 91% um from the line 71% effective field goal percentage is insane from a point guard and the warriors i think if they if they somehow find a way to get out of the playing game i definitely think he could rise so yeah now about four. Hmm. Who do I want to put at four? I'm gonna put him up there. Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul has definitely rose in the past few weeks, and if it sounds get the one seed, he can definitely finish top three, if not higher. He's averaging sixteen point three points per game, four and a half rebounds per game, and nine assists per game, shooting forty nine point four percent from the field, thirty eight point eight percent from three. And ninety three and a half percent from the line and fifty five effective field goal percentage. That's great, especially at the age that he's putting it up. That's just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And his team, obviously, like I said, is fighting for the one seed. So let's go at five. <sighs> Ooh, man, this is tough because I think earlier in the season I would have put James Harden in the top five, definitely. James Harden is definitely one of the best. Would have, I think he definitely would have finished top five. So, um, okay, I'm going to put Damian Lillard up there. I think Damian Lillard has fallen in the MVP just because of his team and that they're in the playing game now. They went from five to the playing game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that his MVP thing re- uh, fell along with, I think that when Steph Curry had this amazing 11 game streak, I think that his, just, his, like, I, I think that people just didn't recognize what he was doing as much. And I think that's continuing. Um, he's played 60 games. He's averaging 28.5 points per game, 4 rebounds per game, 7.5 assists per game, only 43% from the field, which is going to hurt him. Only 38% from 3, which is still really, really good. 92% from the line. This is amazing. And then only 53.9 effective field goal percentage. But I definitely think that his team, if they... I re- I just really don't see him winning MVP this season. So yeah, those are my <coughs> sorry. Um, those are my top five um, award race award races for every award except for Coach of the Year. I just told you who I think um, is I, who I think is going to win Coach of the Year, and I think that is Tom Thibodeau. Thank you all for li- for listening to the podcast. Um, I'll see you in the next one. Peace.